0: Welcome to Insights into Entertainment, a podcast series taking a deeper look into entertainment and media. Your hosts, Joseph and Michelle Whalen, a husband and wife team of pop culture fanatics, are exploring all things from music and movies to television and fandom.
1: Welcome to Insights into Entertainment. This is episode 97, Epic Rematch. And Bennett's battle. I'm your host, Joseph Whalen. And my loving and affectionate co-host, Michelle Whalen. Aww. See, you went off script You there. went
0: off script. Yeah,
1: happy Valentine's Day, Happy
0: sweetheart. Valentine's Day, my love.
1: How are you doing today?
0: Well, besides my eye tearing up, I think I'm doing okay.
1: You should not be crying on Valentine's <laughs> Day unless they're tears of joy.
0: <laughs> they, they must be because I don't know why my one eye is tearing. So if I keep, you know, breaking out a tissue to, to dry my eye, you'll know why.
1: So uh, we kind of had an unplanned hiatus from last week.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
1: we had some inclement weather. We right. had another uh, uh, event that we were doing. Actually, we were doing a D&D right. session with, with Sam. Mm-hmm. And we normally do those on Sunday, but because we were getting snow, right, he wound up coming over on Saturday. And we did it Saturday, so we were going to push the podcast till Sunday. And then when I woke up on Sunday, I was just not feeling podcasty on sunday
0: <laughs> you weren't feeling podcastish. i was not
1: podcastish. <laughs> no so it happens we kind of had to uh take a mulligan on that one yeah and we're back this week um still some a lot of news to right. go over this week yeah uh, yeah so today in our disney detective we're going to talk about uh, abc tapping the once upon a time creators to develop a new plot mm-hmm then Disney's California Adventure will be opening. They're bringing back a limited number of employees for whatever this opening is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Then, in our Tales from the Edge of the Galaxy, we get rumors of an Obi Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader rematch. <laughs> Should be interesting coming out of the new show. Mm-hmm. Then uh, we talk about. Gina Carano and uh, some controversial remarks that have cost her her role on The Mandalorian. In our entertainment news, we talk Tony Bennett's battle with Alzheimer's and uh, some information on Jeffrey Dean Morgan from Walking Dead joining Jansen Ackles Mm -hmm. in The Boys. Yeah. So that should be very cool. Two shows you both love. Mm Mm-hmm. We'll finish up with our insightful picks of the week and we do have an afterthought this week to uh to go over mm-hmm. before we wrap things yep. up. Yep. So, anything else before we get started?
0: Nope, I think that's everything.
1: All right, let's get into it. Okay. that up again I have to do that
0: <laughs> and you didn't do any of the show plugs beforehand so. that's all right we'll do those we'll do those at the end um so ABC has now tapped the once upon a time creators to develop epic um so there's some talk going around that ABC has uh gone to the longtime collaborators of Adam Horowitz and Edward uh, kitsis Um who are responsible for the hit Once Upon a Time? And according to the Hollywood Reporter, they are working on a fairy tale anthology called Epic. Um, it, you know, like Once Upon a Time, Epic will follow probably the same kind of recipe, incorporating other Disney characters to represent um, a reinvented or a reimagined world for them to inhabit. Um, so obviously they have a massive cast of characters to you know to choose from across the pro- properties um, with endless story ideas you also have to remember that princess leia and shuri are also part of you know the disney family too so now you could you know there's so many more characters that they could bring into this um so they've actually been an in a deal with Disney that was renewed in 2018, and uh, Shonda Rhimes, who was working with ABC and developing, she's actually now working with Netflix. So they're kind of the top showrunners that Disney is, is and ABC is going to. Um, they obviously came up with Once Upon a Time, which was a huge hit. They were also the minds behind Lost, and they also came up with the revamping of Apple's amazing stories um, as well. So not much is really known what the story is going to be. It could follow the same formula to kind of bridge the gap between fantasy and reality, um, you know, bringing the characters you know, into more modern story time. So again, not much is is really known. Um So as it stands, uh, ABC has ordered four pilots for consideration for the fall television season. Obviously, because of COVID, that's been playing a big role into, you know, the decision making of what new shows they're going to do and the safety protocols and, you know, when they can actually fill them. So should be interesting to uh to see what what happens
1: so now is this an independent project or is it an offshoot of once upon a time it's a completely
0: different completely different show
1: interesting and who do you think deserves some uh some attention here from a character standpoint
0: Hmm, i don't know it would kind of be interesting to see if maybe like character lesser known characters maybe kind of come to the the forefront obviously once upon a time you know they did snow white they did uh, sleeping beauty um they did rapunzel tinkerbell the seven dwarves um you know interesting take on beauty and the beast um with different characters so i think it would be nice maybe to do some of the more modern ones or some of the lesser known you know ones out there
1: so i don't know interesting interesting Mm -hmm. tell us about disney's california adventure reopening
0: yeah so some disney fans will finally have a chance to return to california adventure park next month for a limited time experience about a year after the entertainment giants theme park closed because of the pandemic Disneyland Resort President Ken uh, Potrock announced uh, plans on Monday in a letter to workers sent in honor of Dis- uh, California Adventure's 20th anniversary. Um, obviously, Disney is not yet permitted by the state to open, um, to fully reopen uh, for the park's attraction, so the event won't be like a typical visit to the theme park. Instead, the park will offer guests food and beverages, merchandise, and carefully crafted entertainment experiences. Uh, that's what Pot Rock had uh, said in the letter, which was reviewed by... Um, CNN business. Um, With this initiative, as well as the recent restart of outdoor dining in downtown Disney after California's stay-at-home order was lifted last month, around a thousand cast members will be able to return to work. Obviously, tens of thousands of the company's workers have been furloughed or laid off since last year because of the prolonged exposure. Um, So with limited capacity and enhanced health and safety measures in place, guests once again will get to step into a magical Disney environment, an environment that will provide memorable and fun experiences for our guests, um, that our guests are craving, he had said. Um, so there are going to be a ticketed event which will take place multiple days a week, beginning in mid-March. The limited reopening points to the potential beginning of a recovery for Disney's California theme park operations after the pandemic hammered the company's bottom line. Um, Disney obviously had closed all of its theme parks last spring with the pandemic, and only some of them have opened. Um, Disneyland had opened just their shopping area um, and then had started opening some of the food areas, but then some of those had to close when California kept going back and forth with their, uh, you know, the park openings. And at one point, they had kind of opened uh, California Adventure for a little bit, and then they had to close it, so now they're, you know, gonna try and open it up again, so... I guess we'll see, you know, a little bit at a time. I guess.
1: So I assume this has to do with California loosening their mm-hmm. restrictions at this point. Right, in time. right. Is that a result of actual uh, infection numbers going down? Is it correlated to the number of vaccines out? Have they released any information? They, from California? they haven't
0: really said. Um, you know, it, it did say that it, it they are reaching lower cases. So I guess as the numbers drop down things are kind of slowly opening up to see that the rates stay down so they're probably just being very cautious at this point so
1: So now this is specifically California Adventure. Just
0: California Adventure nothing with Disneyland um you know so I'm guessing again they're probably going to have the same type of thing where you can walk around certain areas of the park, you can do certain dining experiences and they might be putting on some sort of entertainment show for you to watch, but obviously you're not able to get on any of the rides, but we saw images, you know, where they've prepared just like they have in in Florida with all of the plexiglass and all the safety so they're they're ready for the park to be open to to have the safety measures and to have people spaced out and everything they're just waiting for the state to say you know to give them the go ahead
1: so the article alludes to it being a ticketed event right does that like we've gone to ticketed party events Mm -hmm. is it is it that type? Yeah, of Yeah, there was event? nothing
0: that that said how much it w- was going to cost. I can't imagine it. You know, 10 dollars. You know, something. Uh, you know, pretty low. Because I know. No,
1: is this in addition to a park ticket?
0: This would be your park ticket. This okay. would be your your event, a special. You know, this way they know how many people are coming in. It's probably something where you maybe get two or three hours. Uh you know, at a time.
1: Select days, Mm -hmm. right. uh, limited capacity Mm -hmm. and it's buy in advance with essentially reservations by in advance. Right, right. Interesting. Well, I guess you gotta start somewhere, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And uh, you know, this is a good sign that we're moving in the right direction. Absolutely. So that was all we had for our Disney detective Mm -hmm. this week. We're gonna take a quick break and we'll come back with our tales from the edge of the galaxy. for Tales from the Edge of the Galaxy.
0: (laughs) So Disney's Obi-Wan Kenobi will see its hero face off against Darth Vader, and depending on how it happens, that rematch rematch could break a Star Wars record. The upcoming show will take place 10 years after Star Wars Episode III, Revenge of the Sith, where, after defeating Anakin Skywalker on Mustafar, Obi-Wan Kenobi went into exile on Tatooine, um committing to watching over Anakin and Padme's son Luke. And as far as, you know, viewers know, Obi-Wan spent the entire time on the desert planet, but that may change in the show... Um, because of a promised rematch with Darth Vader, so um, we obviously know that Ian McGregor, as well as Hayden Christensen, will be returning for the show, um, and he'll be donning the Darth Vader suit and helmet for the first time since Reve- since Revenge of the Sith. Woo. Uh, The specifics of his role are unknown, but the fact that he's been announced so far in advance suggests it's fairly involved. One thing that has been kind of confirmed is that there is a rematch between Obi-Wan and Vader, which was teased by Lucasfilm's president Kathleen Kennedy at Disney Investors Day back in December of 2020. Concept art um, seemingly confirmed it will indeed be a lightsaber battle, showing the pair crossing laser swords. Why would you say laser swords in the article? It's lightsabers. Everybody knows that. Duh! Uh, exactly. Uh, once more, and that if this in, is the case, then it'll break a Star Wars record. So so far, Obi Wan and Darth Vader have had two duels in Star Wars movies. Their fate fight, their fateful fight on Mustafar. Say that five times fast. And then their rematch in the original Star Wars, which was technically the first, um, which saw Vader strike down his former master. Uh, Vader has also battled Luke in two different movies. Um, And then, obviously, you have Kylo Ren and Rey, who had three lightsaber duels as well, but only in two separate movies. So the idea is that if this happens, it's in three separate events. So that's why it's kind of like a a big deal. It's like a hat trick of lightsaber duels. (laughs) Okay. Hey, you know what? We'll take what we can get. Um, So you know so it'll be kind of cool to see you know where it it takes this so you know if you know so the rematch between obi-wan you know it can be this true lightsaber trilogy um which i guess was kind of you know only you know like a fabled thing in in star wars i guess is what the the article um you know talked about i don't know i think it's kind of cool to to see you know what really happened during this you know time away because i know i don't know you probably know a little bit more from books and comics and things like that so it'll be kind of cool to see if there is you know how epic this match really is is it you know going to be like the kick-ass darth vader that we got to see in rogue one or you know is he like kind of lame because it's been 10 years? I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting to see.
1: Well, there's a video on YouTube that is a fan made video mm-hmm. where they take a mashup of the original lightsaber battle from A New Hope between okay. Obi Wan and Darth Vader and they add enhanced CGI and enhanced stunt double um, video to it with okay. in concert and uh, in, in uh, costume and everything. And it that becomes that has become like the quintessential lightsaber battle between the two of them okay. that everyone looks at now because let's face it the the lightsaber battle from A New Hope really was just so lame it was it was like two old men with walking sticks hitting each other
0: well because they were two old men with walking um, sticks at that but point.
1: like you never got to see even even Luke's lightsaber battle with Darth Vader in Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm which was certainly more enhanced cuz he right. was flipping and doing, doing right, different right. things. You never really got to see what a Jedi could really do mm-hmm. in a lightsaber battle until the prequels came around. Right, right. Which was really one of the saving graces of the prequels was the the realism of some of the lightsaber battles. Um but this one that the, the you know, this fan fiction that they put out was really what everyone hoped it would look like when Obi-Wan right finally fought darth vader again Mm -hmm. so i'm interested to see the battle itself right that's less interesting to me than the circumstances under which they meet each other Mm -hmm. 10 years later because the problem you run into is they've kind of painted themselves into a corner with the dialogue from a new hope Right. Where the last time they stay, the last time that we saw each other, you were the master, I was the apprentice. Mm -hmm. Well, clearly 10 years after Revenge of the Sith, that's not the case. Mm -hmm. So if they're seeing each other again 10 years later.
0: Right. How do you
1: you justify that line in A New Hope? So that's kind of difficult.
0: Yeah. Is it something where they, yeah, because he's going to know it's Darth Vader because we know he has to be in the suit by then. Right. Yeah. You know.
1: Right. He's in the suit at the end of Revenge of the Sith.
0: Right. So, yeah. I don't know.
1: So that's kind of, the, that's that's one of the issues. The other one is that all, this, all the post uh, Revenge of the Sith storylines that came out between comics and novels with Obi-Wan, he was on the planet. He never left the planet. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see under what circumstances he leaves the planet at this point in time because he's there on assignment to watch over Luke. Right.
0: Did he take a vacation and they ran into each other at a resort?
1: Well, and it also <laughs> it also brings up the possibility of what kind of misadventures could Luke be getting into here that mm-hmm. they could go off in a novel or something like okay. that about.
0: Where he kind of goes to watch to make sure he doesn't right. get into trouble as a 10-year-old kid, because right. Luke's going to be 10 during this. So. Exactly. Okay. Exactly.
1: So... It's it's interesting. It's I'm glad to see that there's some more news coming out about this mm-hmm. because the you know the press kind of went dead on this project for a little while. Right, later. right. Uh, so it's nice that they're breathing some life back into it. And we knew that Hayden Christensen was going to be making appearances Vader, but everyone assumed it was going to be some kind of flashback or something. Right, like that. right. Uh, so it would be cool to see Vader in that rogue one role right
0: or he he doesn't know that it's obi-wan like obi-wan is in a disguise of some sort or something like i could see that being well
1: it's possible that obi-wan doesn't know that vader
0: is vader is is that's
1: true is anakin rather
0: right that's true But because he never saw him in the right. full,
1: but in order to make the line from A New Hope plausible, it has to be the other way around, like you mentioned. Right, Vader has to not know it's Obi Wan.
0: Right, and so... that could be because he could be dressed as a stormtrooper. Right, a, he could
1: be like I've taken a taking a role of bounty hunter or something. Right, like right. That. Although you don't see too many bounty hunters running around with lightsabers. Yeah, well. So that should be interesting. Mm-hmm. So. On the heels of that good news, tell us some bad Star Wars news.
0: Yeah, so this is actually a story that has been kind of, you know, in the news. Are they going to fire her? What's going to happen? You know, it was back and forth. And finally, you know, Disney and and Lucasfilms finally took the axe and, and chopped it. Uh, so, news came out, obviously, this week that uh, Gina Carano has been fired from Star Wars The Mandalorian. She's obviously the character, uh, the actress, best known for playing Cara Dune in the first two seasons of The Mandalorian, and she will reportedly no longer be part of the franchise's future. The news was confirmed on Wednesday night in a statement from Lucasfilm's spokesperson, revealing that Carano is not expected to return to the series' future seasons, or to any future projects in the franchise. This comes after Carano shared several controversial and anti-Semitic posts on her social media with the backlash off which led to the hashtag fire Gina Carano trending on Twitter. Um, so in the statement, they said, Gina Carano is no longer currently employed by Lucas Films, and there is no plans for her to return in the future. Nevertheless, her social media posts derogated uh, peoples based on their cultural and religious identities and are... Um, sorry. Um, identities are unacceptable. Um, she obviously had a history of making controversial posts on social media, including expressing transphobic views and ident- um, identifying the uh, the and den- I'm sorry, and denying the the bleh, the. De- <laughs> I can't talk. Um, uh, denying the, um, the pandemic that was going on and her recent post caught quite a um, a lot of attention because they included anti-Semitic posts comparing current political climate to Nazi Germany. Um, she made her first appearance in The Mandalorian, uh, season one, uh, episode Sanctuary, and she grew to be a fan favorite in the first season. So according to The Hollywood Reporter, Lucasfilms had, you know, wanted her to be part of the spinoff of... Um, one of the Star Wars, uh, the Star Wars uh, Rangers of the New Republic. Obviously, now they're gonna have to look to either recast it or, you know, redo uh, her 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 part in it.
1: Yeah, this is this is unfortunate. Like, you know, my take on this is you're entitled to your opinion. Mm-hmm. You can think whatever you want. The thought police aren't really out there to stop you from thinking. Right. My issue with this. And you're, you're welcome to express those opinions. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that when you express those opinions from the platform that your employer provides for you, mm-hmm. you're now exploiting that platform. Mm-hmm. Some people exploit it for good. Some people exploit it for bad. Right. The issue you have is at that point in time, you're representing that employer. Right. So if you're going to do something like that, you kind of have to be careful how you're going to express yourself. Right, right. Um, and, you know, I'm not debating whether what she thought or said was right or wrong. I, I firmly believe that her position is amazingly ignorant and obtuse. Mm-hmm. But she has a right to express it right, in a way that does not reflect poorly on your employer. right? Disney was well within their rights. I'm sure there was probably some level of uh publicity clause or something like that that disney has Mm -hmm. with their talent that allows them to terminate contracts based on stuff like this right it's unfortunate that this is what her thoughts are
0: Mm -hmm. and that was the thing because it it, again like i said this had been coming up you know i had been seeing stories on her for for months really and it was just kind of like i don't you know and People were, you know, Disney was standing by her, saying, "Yeah, you know, okay, that's her," and and that's what they were basically saying. They were saying she has the right to to her opinion. We stand by her, you know. And I think it was this was kind of the final straw. It's like you started out here and it was okay. You started out here, it was okay. Then you went here, and that was where they well, they and, had to and really to the back thing away. Is,
1: is that she does have quite a track record for making comments like this and there being a backlash Mm -hmm. and the fact that you continue down that path without i wouldn't even say censoring but at least moderating your Mm -hmm. your your messaging
0: or she posts it and then deletes it right then why even post it in the first place you know if it's to the point where you have to post it and then take it down then you probably shouldn't have posted it you know to to begin with
1: and really the real shame here is for the fans because Mm -hmm. the character that she portrayed was a great character Mm -hmm. she was a strong female lead Mm -hmm. she was had the potential for being a role model for Mm -hmm. for young women all over the place
0: right and honestly They could recast it. There's probably a a number of actresses that could fill that role. It doesn't necessarily need to be, you know,
1: need to be her. The problem that you have is because of what she did and what she said, it's associated with Disney. It's associated Mm. with Star Wars and it's associated with that character. Mm. So I think at this point in time, you've polluted that character to the point that you need to burn the character. I don't
0: know, because, you know, there was something that a, a friend of mine had had kind of posted, and it it, it came from, from somebody else. He had shared it, and it talked about how, you know, like J.K. Rowling, she's obviously under fire for a lot of things. And, you know, so many people are like, oh, I'm never, you know, dealing with Harry Potter again because of her. And it was like, well, no, you can still enjoy Harry Potter for, for what it was and all the lessons, you know, that it taught. You don't have to look at who the person was, and they kind of said, you can look at her character, Cara Dune, and what she stood for, not the actress that played her. So I, I can see that, but maybe they can do something to bring it so that it's not necessarily all about the actress that played her, but more about the character. Obviously, I don't think Star Wars has ever recast anybody you know leia was solo
1: and that was a failure well
0: that that was okay so that's like the one but like you know princess leia was always carrie fisher they've never you know obviously they had the cgi you know and luke has always been luke and you know they
1: recast yoda and that was a failure
0: yeah true (laughs) they did kind of okay so they they
1: don't have a good track record right right. and the problem that you have is she embodied the character because the character required a certain type of of look right type of demeanor and a certain type of character
0: yeah you could definitely just kind of kill her off or just never talk about her again
1: that's why i think you got to burn the character and move on Mm. ironically had she played the lead role in the mandalorian you would have easily gotten away from it because you never saw her face
0: right true true
1: but the role she played she was that character yeah you can't continue on with that character i don't think Mm -hmm. anyway sad news but we move on right Mm -hmm.
0: absolutely so that
1: was all we had for tales from the edge of the galaxy Mm -hmm. we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back with our entertainment news of the week
0: Insights into Teens, a podcast series exploring the issues and challenges of today's youth. Talking to real teens about real teen problems. Explore issues from braces to puberty, social anxiety to financial responsibility. Each week, we talk about the topics concerning today's youth. We look at how the issues affect teens, how to cope with these issues, and how parents, friends, and loved ones can help teens handle these challenges. Check out our video episodes on youtube.com backslash insights into things. Catch our audio versions on podcast.insightsintoteens.com on the web at insightsintothings.com.
1: Tum
0: I will. I just have to know.
1: Go for entertainment news.
0: Uh, So this was some, you know, sad news that had had come out actually the week before. Um, So Tony Bennett has revealed that he has Alzheimer's Uh, in an interview with AARP. The singer, who is 94, uh, said that he was first diagnosed in 2016. According to the story, he has not yet experienced common symptoms like disorientation Uh, or episodes of terror, rage, or depression, but there is little doubt that the disease has progressed. Um, a neurologist, uh, who had d- diagnosed him, uh, said that the singer has some cognitive issues, but multiple other areas of his brain are still resilient and functioning well. Uh, the doctor had said he is doing so many things at 94 that many people without dementia cannot do. He really is a symbol of hope for someone with cognitive, with a cognitive disorder. Uh, in a tweet sharing the story, uh, Bennett had thanked the magazine and his family for their support. He said, Life is a gift, even with Alzheimer's. Thank you to Susan and my family for their support and AARP, the magazine, for telling my story. Uh, his wife, Susan Crow, and their eldest son, Danny, uh, were also part of the interview. Danny said he had actually checked in with Lady Gaga, who is one of uh, his father's collaborators, about breaking the silence about his diagnosis. He said, I wanted to check with her to make sure that she was cool with it, because she watches his back all the time, and she was like, absolutely, it's just another gift that he can give the world. Um, Crow had explained that there have been challenges Uh, she said I have my moments and it gets very difficult it's no fun arguing with someone who doesn't understand you but I feel badly talking about it because there are so much more fortunate because we are so much more fortunate than so many people with his diagnosis we have such a good team Uh, Danny handles his business affairs and we have great doctors Uh, the story actually also revealed that Bennett and Guy. have a new album which is coming out following their 2014 album cheek to cheek Uh, the album which uh the story states was recorded between 2018 and early 2020 is set for a spring release according to his wife bennett uh was already showing clear signs of the disease throughout the recording process but spoke that you know, what the music means to him. Uh, she said, singing is everything to him. Everything. It has saved his life many, many times through divorces and things. If he ever stops singing, that's when we'll know. Um, she also had said that, um, you know, there's a lot that I miss about him, but because he's not the old Tony anymore, but when he sings, it's he becomes himself again. So, very sad. Um, You know, to hear that, but it sounds like he, you know, he's doing well, you know, with it. it. It hasn't gotten, you know, worse to the point that, you know, he doesn't know who he is or he can't still perform and stuff. So, you know.
1: Yeah, what surprised me about the article was I wasn't aware of the level of relationship that he had with Lady Gaga.
0: Oh, yeah, and that was something that, you know, when they kind of got together in, in 2014, it was like... After that, they were always together, yeah. you know, and, and she was always there for him and, and performing whenever she could with him. And, and they, and I think that's when a lot of people kind of started to realize that she was as talented of a singer as she, as she is, you know, she wasn't just this pop icon. Yeah. She, w- she was a talented singer. She was a classically trained singer because of the two of them, you know, getting together. So
1: that's nice. It's good to have someone like that, you know, who has your back.
0: Mm -hmm, Absolutely.
1: Well, we wish him the best. Mm -hmm. Tell us about, uh, one of our favorite actors, Jeffrey Dean Morgan.
0: Yeah. So Jeffrey Dean Morgan says he's counting on returning, uh, reuniting with his supernatural, uh, alum, uh, Jensen Ackles and Eric Crimple uh, in The Boys, where Ackles is going to be joining uh, the upcoming third season as Soldier Boy. So last January, Cripple uh, had offered Morgan a season three spot over Twitter, you know, when he had tweeted love for the the television show, uh, he said, you know, that he would go and play with that gang anytime. And then, you know, Morgan had also added that he would suit up in a heartbeat to, to be able to play with them. Um, and then it kind of went back and forth that they were in talks to try and get uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan to play, but obviously, COVID kind of screwed things up with, you know, with the uh, being a reality. And then, again, it kind of went back and forth, and he was like, okay, I'm ready, you know, let me know when. And then, when it was announced that uh, Jensen was gonna be uh, a character, Morgan was like, he's going to be awesome in it, he's going to be great, and then it seems that they were able to kind of work something out during the summer, because the other thing was, um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan was obviously working on uh, The Walking Dead, because The Walking Dead had the whole ten episodes that they were uh, filming over the summer, to uh to come out. So now it seems like something is definitely gonna happen and don't know what his character is gonna be, if it's gonna be just little, you know, kind of a bit part thing, but it it sounds like he he is gonna be part of it. And we definitely became fans of, of the show. We're already fans of Jeffrey Dean Morgan. So this is just kind of another little cherry on top of, you know, this already big Sunday that that we enjoy you know in the boys
1: and of of all the people that you would think of for the boys he is probably the number one person that would be perfect oh for i role could
0: totally show. see him you know and what would be funny was if he played like a good guy right. you know because like a
1: good version of dean yeah, on the show
0: yeah that would be kind of you know kind of funny but i hope he plays a bad guy too
1: so he would be yeah. a great compliment to the billy butcher character yeah you know, like i could see that something like yeah
0: that. like he comes in to kind of help and but like and i want to see him
1: with superpowers though
0: yeah that would be kind of cool that would be awesome. um so walking dead will actually be returning for six new episodes uh starting sunday february 28th on amc
1: how exciting that is mm-hmm. And that was all we had for our entertainment news this week. We're going to take a very quick break. We'll come back and we'll start with your insightful pick of the week. Okay. Go for your insightful pick.
0: So my insightful pick this week is a Netflix series called Firefly Lane. Um, it features two best friends, Tully and Kate, and how they support each other through good times and bad times with an unbreakable bond that takes them from their teens all the way into their 40s. It's actually based off of a uh, novel of the same name. Um, and what's interesting is it's, kind of you know your best friend uh gal pal story um you see them meet when they're about 14 in the in the 70s and then the story kind of you know takes you to the the present which is actually 2003 um and then you, it goes to the 80s and you get to see them in college and then you know it it constantly goes back and forth uh throughout the decade so you get to see them as kids you get to see them in college you get to see them you know in their 20s and then you know what they're currently going through now and and back and forth so um kind of reminiscent of um sisterhood of like the traveling pants or the yaya sisterhood so it's that you know that kind of chick flicky type thing um but what's interesting is at the end of every episode there's kind of like a little teaser a little cliffhanger of something you know that happened in the present but you don't know what it is and uh there's 10 episodes in the season um What I did find out was that the book is actually a little bit different than the series. Where in the book they had one of the characters die. In the series, they kind of had they allude to somebody else passing away. So um, there, nothing's been renewed yet for a second season, but they could obviously. Take it because there was a second book um, in in the series that that came out. So it'll be interesting to see how they change it from you know how the the book was. So uh, you know if you're into that you know chick flicky girl empowerment thing, then you
1: totally prob- about that.
0: I I know I know it's totally you. <laughs> you're totally the audience for.
1: It. All right, good pick. Thank you. So my pick this week, strangely enough, I think this is week two or week three where it's not a documentary.
0: Yeah, something like that. A
1: roll here. So this week is uh, WandaVision on Disney Plus.
0: Even though you hated it the first week, I'll get to that. Relax.
1: Just, just saying. WandaVision is a blend of classic television and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, in which Wanda Maximoff and Vision. Two superpowered beings living idealized suburban lives begin to suspect that everything is not as it seems. Now, as you said, I had wanted to feature this a few weeks ago, but to be perfectly honest, it had me scratching my head for the first three episodes, deciding if if it was worth recommending to the audience. Uh, the premise of the show was couched in nostalgic TV sitcoms. And there really seemed to be no rhyme or reason behind it. Uh, By episode four, some of the clarity starts to creep into the series, and it began to emerge as the Marvel Universe that we know and love. Each episode's loaded with Easter eggs, if you're careful enough to notice them, or, like me, you cheat and read the (laughs) summaries afterwards. Uh, Some are related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, some are related to the original comics, but almost all of them play a significant part in telling the story if you're smart enough to pick up on them. And that's really the tricky part. Mm -hmm. The show brings several tertiary characters together from other Marvel uh, projects in kind of a B-team style of a non-superpowered Avengers. So you get a character from Thor... You get a character from Ant Man. You get a character from um, Captain Marvel, and they work together as a team, right? Uh, kind of p- piecing things together and figuring out what the puzzle is. So we even had a cameo <laughs> appearance uh, by our in-studio model mixer, the Roadcaster Pro. That
0: you were like more excited about that than <laughs> that was anything. To me, the
1: coolest <laughs> thing is, is my mixer shows up in the show. Because it really, it's a great piece of technology, and it looks good. That's the important thing. <laughs> right. Um So, yeah, the, the show's okay now. I, I think it's we're kind of moving in a direction that kind of doesn't have us speculating about everything. Because by the end of episode three, we just, we had no idea what was going on. Right. And we were just sort of making, you know what it struck me as, like when the first Matrix movie came out. Mm-hmm and we found out that there was going to be a sequel to it, everyone speculated on what the sequel was going to be, what it was going to address, what the origins were, and everybody was wrong. Right. And that was what I was afraid of with this, was that they weren't giving us enough to see where the story was going until episode four.
0: Right. You You really needed to kind of just watch it and just let it right. simmer and just go...
1: Because what was happening in okay, the episode, right had almost nothing to do with the overarching plot in the first three episodes. Right. So they were literally like standalone little episodes. Mm -hmm. But now after, you know, episode four, episode five, those Easter eggs that were dropped in there make sense. Right. Um, One of the Easter eggs that they they drop frequently is there's one or two commercials Mm -hmm. that you get that aren't commercials. Right. They're commercials for the in-show TV show. Right. And there's always something subtle about that that's a Marvel-related Right, and
0: what was interesting, because like this week's episode, episode six, the commercial kind of didn't make any sense unless you go and you read some of these spoilers, Mm. and you go, oh, okay. And you see that there is so much thought put into every... Little like there
1: are thing, layers upon layers mm-hmm. upon layers, and some is stuff that if you're not a diehard fan that read the comics religiously, right. you're not going to gonna... unless you read the summaries,
0: right? And that's what I think is so great because they obviously did this for the diehard yeah. fans, you know. So you get the people that read every comic and go, "Oh, this is this episode, you know, this issue, this blah blah blah, this." You know, they can tell you exactly
1: it where this me was. Very similar to the level of detail that you get from the Mandalorian, to the point of we have one episode of the Mandalorian, yeah, where this little R five droid shows up, and you happen to notice that the back of the R five droid has, you know, a bunch of mm-hmm. burnt smudge on the back, and you realize that it's the droid they carried over from A New Hope. You know, that's the right. level of detail that was there and that's the kind of level of detail you're getting in the show. Yeah.
0: So I it's definitely, you know, and I think that's the thing is that, you know, like obviously I'm a Marvel fan, but I never read any of the comics. So there's a lot of stuff that's going over right. my head. But I'm smart enough to kind of pick up, hmm, this this is something. This isn't just
1: well, whatever. What, what I know? like about it is it's It's enough in the show to spark me to go do the research to learn the backstory.
0: Right, exactly. So
1: I've learned a tremendous amount from that Mm -hmm. initiative itself. And
0: if it's something that you've only watched the Marvel movies, there's enough to pick up
1: Right. On different things is the B team that we get are all from Marvel movies.
0: Right. So, you know, and that was something that where when we were watching it with our daughter, we would stop and kind of explain something to her. And she'd be like, Oh, okay. And then certain things, you know, made sense to kind of
1: help the story along. so. So WandaVision on Disney Plus streaming now, and we'll be right back with some afterthoughts. Go with your afterthoughts.
0: So this was something that that kind of, uh, I saw a news article for our our local news that had talked about it, Um, and it is a pop-up dining and sci-fi experience. Uh, It is called Galaxy Burger Pop-Up, and currently it is in Springfield, Pennsylvania. Uh, it actually goes until next week, um, February 21st. The dates were actually January 29th, uh, to February 21st. Um, and they have set times and you need a, uh, ticketed theme time, uh, a ticketed time, uh, to enter. Um, this experience. So think of, um, you know, your favorite burger joint and a, uh, Comic Con kind of mashed together. Um, so they have. Uh, time tickets every 30 minutes and you have two and a half hours to experience the entire adventure uh adventure um so obviously they're doing the time tickets due to covid uh safety measures to ensure and also ensure that everybody has a fun and safe adventure um so they basically allow you 30 minutes to eat and enjoy the restaurant and then two hours to kind of do the other adventures uh and activities um so they have, uh, you know, the the one ticket price was basically the galaxy experience where it'll uh, gave you a sandwich, uh, a side and a drink. And then it gave you admission into the experience uh, with additional photo opportunities. And it was running like $42. So when you think about how much uh, a Comic-Con is... Uh, you know, to get in, most Comic-Cons are like 50 bucks. So for less than that, you were also getting uh, a burger and a drink. And then they had like a VIP experience that included, um, you know, a blue milkshake um, along with a a t-shirt as well. Uh, They also had a a kid's uh, price as well, which was $32. Um, But they had all of these different... um, Artifacts that you could, uh, you know, take your pictures with. Um, it's being held, like I said, at the, um, uh, the, the Springfield Mall in Springfield, Pennsylvania. And it's, you know, kind of a pop-up. And I think the idea is that they're going to kind of move it around. So I don't know where it's planning to go, you know, afterwards, but for somebody that's looking to go to, to a Comic Con and is missing that, you know, that experience it kind of looked you know interesting uh you know something to something different to do
1: very cool and that's one thing that we're definitely kind of jonesing for at mm-hmm. this point in the pandemic is missing out on on some of these pop culture things that we enjoyed doing
0: yeah it's nice that wizard world and and you know san diego comic con you know they're doing the 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 zoom calls yeah. you know they're doing those experiences so you can kind of get that aspect of it but to actually be able to physically go and see stuff that's that's what I know we're we're definitely missing
1: absolutely so that was all we had today for the show um before we go I do need to plug the show a bit here uh if you're interested in subscribing we we highly recommend you subscribe so you get the show when it's available Uh, eight o'clock on monday mornings if you're interested in the audio version you can look for insights into entertainment the video versions are listed as insights into things and that has all of our shows we're available pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast at this point apple spotify google amazon etc we would also invite folks to reach out to us and give us your feedback You can email us at comments at insightsintothings.com.
0: You can find us on Twitter at insights underscore things.
1: We stream six days a week on Twitch when I'm not having technical difficulties (laughs) like I was this week at twitch.tv slash insights into things.
0: You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash insights into things podcast.
1: On Instagram, we are at insights into things.
0: Uh, The audio versions of all of our podcasts are at podcast.insightsintoentertainment.com.
1: You can catch high-res versions of our videos on YouTube at youtube.com slash things.
0: And our main site, which has links to everything, is insightsintothings.com.
1: That's it. Another one in the books.
0: Have a good week, everyone.
1: Happy Valentine's Day. Happy
0: Valentine's Day. Insightful Podcasts.